Good morning. Happy Thursday, everyone. So, so glad that you could be with me today. Here we are in our living room once again, and uh, we're thanking the Lord for a new day. Every day is a gift from Him. Amen. And uh, especially when we get to look into His Word. And today, we were looking into His Word once again regarding how to be wise. And uh, the Bible has so much to say about wisdom and gaining wisdom and having wisdom and seeking wisdom. <clears throat> and this week I'm talking about wisdom through Jesus Christ. And so my principle today is the greatest part of God's wisdom is to take faith in Jesus Christ for eternal salvation. I'll say that again because I think it's so important. The greatest part of God's wisdom is to take faith in Jesus Christ for eternal salvation. You know that. I know that you know that. But we can't stop talking about it. It's just wrong to ever stop talking about the wisest decision that a person would ever make, and that would be to follow Jesus as Savior and Lord. This topic immediately made me think of 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15. So if you'll turn there, I want to start with that one. 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15. And this is Paul talking to Timothy and, and just encouraging him and telling him to continue on in the faith that he has in Jesus Christ. And he says in verse 14, But as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. That was his mom and his grandma. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise, wise, for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. The King James was, make you wise unto salvation in Jesus Christ. And it just reminds me again that the wisest thing that we can ever do is decide to follow Jesus for salvation. And here it reminds us that it's the Scriptures, God through the Scriptures, that, that give us this wisdom. It's not our own wisdom. Um, uh, the smartest thing that we can ever do is believe in Jesus. But it's not our own smarts. It's not our own wisdom, right? Uh, when, when I became a Christian in 1978, it was the wisest decision I ever made. But it wasn't my own wisdom. And this is the wonderful irony of this. It's the wisest thing we can ever do, but it's wisdom from God. Wisdom through the Scriptures, as Second Timothy 3.15 says. And we also know that it's God's wisdom because Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 reminds us, right? For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. So even the grace that we have in order to have faith from God, even that grace to have faith is from God. It's, it's a gift from God not of ourselves that no man should boast. And so when I say that in 1978 I became a Christian and it was the smartest thing I ever did or the wisest thing I ever did, I immediately then have to stop and say, ah, but that smartness, that wisdom came from God. It wasn't even my own. But I do like to talk about that time in my life for sure because it was so amazing. When I was, uh, when I was in high school, freshman year, and I started attending youth group, upon the invitation of a girl that I was trying to um, pursue. What? Uh, I was 14, and it was 1978, and she invited me to come to youth group on Sunday nights at 6 o'clock. 
Sunday nights at six o'clock, every single Sunday night, we would go. I went the first time, I loved going, I kept going. And from that point on, for three and a half years, every single Sunday night at six o'clock, I don't think I missed more than a handful of Sunday nights at church for three and a half years. And when we were there, of course we would have fun and we would do games and whatnot and get, you know, just hang out and have fun. Um, that was the draw, of course. But then you'd stop and you'd read the Bible. There'd be a there'd be a Bible teaching, and we'd learn. And it wasn't just surface; it would go deep. And then t Tuesday nights we would have Bible study. Um, I started doing that after I don't know six months or something of attending youth group. Then it was Sunday nights at six and Tuesday nights at seven. And every single Tuesday night, we'd open up God's Word and go chapter at a time, a chapter at a time, and the scriptures made us wise. First of all, wise unto salvation, and then after that, wise for following Jesus, wise for living. It was the most important decision I ever made. You know, when I became a senior, about the time I was a senior, been in uh, the youth group for three years, was growing in the Lord, on fire for the Lord, um, one of the things that we did as a group was that, I think it was the summer either before or after my senior year, I can't remember, we created a musical that we toured around and performed in churches as a youth group. There was, I don't know, 15 or 20 of us involved in, in this effort, and the youth pastor um, got it all organized. And, um, there were songs, and there was a plot line to the play. It was a musical play. And we would perform it Sunday nights in churches, and we did a tour at one point, and I don't know, performed it half a dozen times or something. And at the end of each time, we would um, invite people to pray to receive Christ. We'd have an altar call. And I can remember going to one of the churches up in Washington, and here I was, a 16-year-old kid, and I had the opportunity to give the altar call. It was the first altar call I'd ever given in my life. And I can remember, I can remember some of the words that I used in that in that encouragement at the altar call. I can remember saying this: that if you would give your life to Christ tonight, it would be the most important decision that you would ever make. More important than the house that you buy. More important than the the spouse that you marry. More important than the school that you attend. More important than any decision that you'll ever make. Why not? Make a decision to follow Jesus. It would, be the, it would be the wisest decision you would ever make. I love Proverbs 9. In a few places, the Bible says these same words. Proverbs 9, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's all kinds of wise things, all kinds of wise decisions that you could make in your life. You could be wise to avoid temptation, right? You could be a you could be wise with the use of your money, right? You could be you could be wise on how to treat people. Those would all be wonderful things. But the wisest thing that you could do is fear the Lord. In fact, it says here that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? Old Testament, fear God the Father. New Testament, same idea. The wisest thing you could do is fear Jesus, follow Jesus, 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And all the other wisdom choices will come after that and will follow, will begin to follow as you grow in Christ. I like John chapter 5. Turn there. I know I'm jumping around quite a bit this morning. Well, I do that all the time, don't I? John chapter 5, verse 39. 39 and 40, Jesus is talking to the religious people. And he says to them in John 5, 39 and 40, You diligently studied the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. What I see there is Jesus saying, you're trying so hard to be wise right? You're studying the scriptures, that's a good thing, um, and you think that that'll make you smart and intelligent and wise, etc., and it will, but Jesus is saying, and he calls him on the carpet, the wisest thing you could ever do is follow me, yet you refuse to follow me, he says, yet you refuse to do the wisest thing that you could do, which is follow me. Again, just this goes right along with this idea, the most important thing we can ever do, the most, the wisest thing we could ever do is commit our lives to Jesus. The wise man builds his house upon the rock, right? <laughs> you know that parable. Jesus spoke it in Matthew chapter 7. Turn there now. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. I'll just read the parable straight out. It's so perfect for this topic that I'm talking about this morning. Therefore, Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man, a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The wise man follows the ways of Jesus, the words of Jesus, faith in Jesus. The best thing that we can ever do is build our house upon the rock of Jesus Christ. He said so himself, okay? He said so himself. Not on the shifting sand of materialism and all that we own and money, etc. Not on the shifting sand of politics. Oh, politics is so in the news right now. Don't build your house on politics, please. It's shifting sand. Not on the shifting sand of, of substance abuse, the, the, the things that people use to cope. Uh, don't, don't build your life on these shifting sands. Um, uh, in life. Build your house upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Choose Jesus. Choose life. It reminded me of that verse in Deuteronomy chapter 30 where Moses says to the children of Israel just before they go into the promised land, choose life, <laughs> which would be following God. Deuteronomy 30 verses 15, 16, and 19 I'll read. Moses said, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction, for I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways and to keep His commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. 
then verse 19, This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Choose life. That is, choose to follow God, right? That was the, that was the exhortation in the Old Testament. New Testament, choose to build your, rock, your, your life on your house on the, on the rock of Jesus Christ. Choose life. Jesus is the life. Well, <laughs> the first verse I ever memorized as a young person was 1 John 5, 11, and 12. And it says this, And the testimony is this, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. 1 John 5, 11, and 12. Why not? Why wouldn't a person choose eternal life? The life we have in Jesus Christ. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that the wisest thing we can ever do is receive Jesus <clears throat> as the gift that you've given to us. That we can take Jesus into our hearts. That we can confess our sin before you and know that Jesus died on the cross for us. Lord, we can talk all about wisdom. There can be so many things that we talk about wisdom, and I have talked about so many things regarding wisdom, but it all comes down to this, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and inviting Jesus into our lives is how we fear you right now. Lord, Jesus is the object of our faith that you have put before us. Heavenly Father, we submit to that again today. And Lord, I pray that all who are listening right now would be blessed by the teaching of this truth, that they would be blessed by the remembrance that the most important thing that they ever did was invite Jesus into their hearts, Lord. And Lord, we pray for more and more people to do the same. Lord, give us someone that we can talk to today about Jesus. Bring someone into our lives today, Lord, that we can share a word of our testimony, a word of the gospel with. I pray this and ask for it in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for tuning in today. Tomorrow is Friday, and we'll have a special guest tomorrow. After all, someone has volunteered, uh, and you'll see who it is tomorrow. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask you once again, if there's someone that would like to share their testimony on a Friday coming up, please let me know. I love all of you, and have a great day on this wonderful Thursday God has given to us. See you tomorrow.